Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hello and welcome to Connection Show, another episode, and uh, we're so glad that you get to join us. We just praise God for you, and, and we thank you for what the Lord's really doing through uh, Connection Show. Uh, it's good to have you join us, whether you're watching or listening. Uh, you can always go to connectionshow.org, and you can watch past episodes. You can send us a prayer request or a comment or ask us a question, and we just encourage you, go there. Go to connectionshow.org, send us a message. We would love to hear from you and uh, today we are starting a new series yep. uh, we are talking about grace makes and uh, I'm gonna hand it over to Nicole and let her say hello and introduce that so thank you hi how are y'all <laughs> um, we're glad you're here glad you connected with us and yeah so we're discussing grace today and I was listening to a teaching recently and the way they put it just really jumped out at me and got me excited about it because so many times you hear grace is really just kind of picked up in the last four or five years just right. on how much ministers talk about it. And, you know, there's always, you know, there's always people who kind of go in the ditch with stuff. But right. to find a good balanced teaching on it is imperative. And you've got some people that will listen to the grace message and go, oh, well, and if I've got grace, I can do whatever I want to. Yeah, one know, ditch. Yeah, they'll go over in that one ditch. Um, but there was a, a little nugget I caught on to that really kind of kind of put it into perspective for me, I guess. Um, and it was talking about, you know, if, if you're under grace, sin is not going to dominate you. Right. Because if you're truly walking in grace you're walking in the perfect love of God. You're walking in the yes. grace of God. And said, you know, sin is only going to dominate you when you're walking under the law. Yeah. And the law is seeing yourself as the source. The law is if you do this, God will do this. So, you know, we're not under the law anymore. Jesus, you know, Jesus abolished the law with his perfect full sacrifice. He completed the whole law with his perfect sacrifice. So we are now not under the law anymore. So we're not walking in that I am my source and therefore we're not gonna be walking in sin. So grace is truly relying on what God has done for you. Yeah. And if yeah. you're living a life relying on what God has done for you, then you're focused on God and you're not focused on self. Yeah. And I thought that was just a really good way to put it in perspective is you know, if you're if you're one of those that say, oh, well, I've got grace, so I can do whatever I want to do, you're not walking in grace because you're focused on yourself. Yeah. Um, when you're walking in grace, well, you're really just walking in the perfect provision and love of Diddy. Well, one thing that you, that you said, I know what you meant. You said that Jesus abolished the law, but what he, what he did, he said, I didn't come to do away with the law or right. abolish. He, he, came, he, he fulfilled it. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I so. went back and corrected myself the second time. <laughs> he, com he did not abolish it. He completed it. Yes. He, he abolished our need to try to perform to obtain. Yeah. You know, he did everything that was required for us to obtain yes. God's full provision. So he fulfilled it thank you so that was you know one ditch is i can go do whatever i want mm -hmm. to and the other ditch in grace is uh that i you know it's everything by what i do yeah. all of my goodness and all of my blessing is based off of what i do and uh, so you have those two ditches and neither, neither one of one them of is them right grace. yeah neither yeah. one of them is actually correct um 
One thing I would, I think it would be good for us to go uh, there. I think it's Titus 2. Um, man, I hope I have this scripture right. <laughs> but uh, I believe it's Titus 2 that talks about grace. And it says, let me get to it because I want to read it to you specifically. But basically what it says there in Titus 2 is that Grace is not going to lead you to the place where you think you don't need to uh, live godly anymore. If you live there, what you're going to do is you're going to live in the place of holiness. Grace actually empowers you and pushes you towards holiness. And so here we go. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it says this in Titus 2 verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. So our subject there is grace. And it's bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. So in other words, the subject is grace, and in verse 12 it says that grace instructs us to deny ungodliness. So never are we going to get in a place where grace is going to take us into ungodliness. Right. You know, um, it, will, it will take us to the place where all things are lawful, but it's never going to take us to the place uh, where we deny uh, where we deny godliness. It's right. going to deny ungodliness. Yeah. And it's very important to understand that because there are people that think they can just go do whatever. And grace is going to move you towards holiness. Grace is going to move you more towards the fruit of the Spirit, more towards the manifestations of the Spirit. Grace is going to move you towards that. In other words, if you're not moving into more and more holiness, then the question really becomes, have I actually received grace? Right. Which is, you know, so I'm a, I just want those two. I know that's a, a hang up for a lot of people. And that scripture right there really lays it out clearly that grace is always going to take me to the place of more godliness. Yeah. And that really, you know, straightens up a lot of stuff and squares it away and tidies it up in, in Titus. That was a good joke. You like that, didn't you? Don't laugh. It's not funny. <laughs> I don't understand why he gets to make these tightest, tidied up jokes. <laughs> but y'all, when I make a joke, Brian's head is usually in his, you know, his head is resting in his hand and he's usually shaking his head at me going, oh, Lord, this woman you gave me. Yours are pre-planned, though. That's the thing about Mine your jokes. Mine are funny. <laughs> We're going to need some grace if we keep going down this path. <laughs> we are going to need. Someone's out there praying for grace for us thank right you, now. Thank you, whoever that is. <laughs> thank you. Thank you right now. <laughs> um, to get back on grace. Yeah, I don't know why you got off there. <laughs> Lord, this man you gave me. Thank you. Um, no, <laughs> you got me distracted. Um, no, but I thought uh, there was a point made in the teaching that I was listening to that I thought really just summed up what is grace. And it was the teacher was saying grace makes, faith takes. And what he was talking about was 
Grace makes the provision at your ready. Right. Faith takes it for yourself. Yes. You know, so it's by the grace of God that we have everything that we need. You know, if we're praying for something, healing, provision, you know, restoration, redemption, protection, grace has made all of that at our ready now. We have it now. Grace makes it. Faith goes and takes it. Faith says, Lord, it is by your grace, by your righteousness that these things are available to me. And yeah. I'm standing on the faith that you have given me, and I am receiving these now. Yes. Um, and so many times we think we have to work for it. But um, they were saying, when we work, God rests. Yeah. It's when we rest that God works. And it's not that God wants to rest, but if we're in the way, we're basically yeah. telling him, sit down, I'm, I'm going to handle this. He doesn't want to rest on our behalf. Right. He, he wants to get involved. Right. Yeah. He's he, God is always wanting to lead us to triumph. He is always wanting to put us in the place to receive even more of his grace. Yeah. But when we try to do it of our own, um, we block him from doing what is best for us. We block him from leading us to triumph. It's like putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. You know? Um and so it was just, it was some really good teaching on just the fact that, you know, it is the grace of God that has made everything at our ready. We don't have to work for it. We just need to receive it in faith based on his righteousness. We can't do anything good enough to earn God's grace or to earn the provision that that grace has afforded us. We just need to rest in his goodness for us, trust that his grace for us has made everything that we need. Um, One note I had was it's not what we do that enables God to move. It's what Christ did for us that enables us to walk in his power. Yeah, that's good. And I thought that was just such a strong move. We can't do anything that makes God move, you know, more or less for us. God is always working on our behalf. But it's what Christ did for us that enables us to walk in his power. So it's really yeah. it's really choosing to stand in faith and receive that grace in our yeah. lives. You know, in, um, on the Connection Show, a lot of times what we've talked about, we've mentioned this, I don't know how many times now, but God really wanted partnership between yes. himself and humankind. And a lot of times we write off stuff. I hear people say this all the time that, you know, God is sovereign. And all the time I hear that uh, that he is in control. And that is true. God is sovereign and he is in control. But I heard it said one time that that sovereignly the Lord chose to give control of the earth to you and I, mankind. And uh, so sovereignly he already made that choice and what he's waiting on is for somebody by faith to reach out and grab a hold of the grace that he's already made available when jesus said that it was finished it was finished everything that ever needed to be done was paid for by the time he came up out of that grave and ascended to heaven he made the one offering everything was done the price of righteousness was given everything was done and so 
now he has his ambassadors here on the earth and God is sitting there going, are you going to reach out in faith and grab a hold of the grace that I have already made available? So our focus should be on the fact that God has already made that, that, mm-hmm. he, has, that he has made grace available. And in that grace, it's, you know, what are we looking at? Well, the first thing we're looking at is eternal salvation. A lot of times I see people, you know, in the Reset series a while back, we talked about uh, the fact that eternal salvation, if you look in John 17, 3, it says uh, that eternal life is this, uh, knowing the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. That word know is talking about intimacy. So eternal life effectively is intimacy with God will give you life for all eternity. It will give you the spiritual life that you're looking for. It will keep you alive. Uh, life in God is is not as much life like we think about it here on earth. It's more... Uh, being connected to God and having our life source is kind of like um, in the physical, if you wanted to relate it to uh, the blood, if my blood was turned off, if my heart stopped, life would cease to be in this body. In the spiritual, God is our, our blood, so to speak, and if our connection to him is cut off, then our life source in the spirit is cut off as well. So when we have intimacy with God, that's an inner flowing, that's an abiding in him and him abiding in us. Right. That's a big portion of the mystery, I think, of the blood of Christ that it it is a life force to us and in that grace has made that life force available to everybody that will take that so instantly when Christ died there was a life source from God made available again a, a pathway a bridge of a gap that we couldn't cross by ourselves we had to have Christ he said I'm the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but by me and so at that point where that gap was where we could not reach God he grace made a path praise God and then in our salvation by faith we decided that we would reach out and believe by faith and take a hold of that grace so in that one gift though were many gifts and in those gifts you have also what grace has made available in that same gift is uh, protection deliverance restoration, health and healing, and prosperity, or the word puts it like this in the, in the description, made to do well. And uh, all of those things are all wrapped up in eternal life because we're connected to the source that mm-hmm. brings all of those things. Now, grace has made all of those things available. Eternal life, healing, uh, restoration, protection, deliverance, and made to do well, prosperity. It's, it's made all those things available, but faith grabs a hold of those mm-hmm. things. So grace has already made this. God is looking for somebody that will partner with him and say, yes, I will take this, I will take it by faith, and I will apply it in this earth. I will make it happen. I will, I will bring it into manifestation as an ambassador of God that we know we are in Second right. Corinthians 5. Yeah. Well, and um, you know, a note I had here is faith is our positive response to God's grace. It's not something we yes. do to yeah. get him to respond. God's already done it. Yes. Faith is our response to what God's done. 
That's it good. moves us into the position to receive what God has provided by his grace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was it was great. Um, you know, faith takes possession of what God has already provided. It's knowing that Diddy's already done it. Diddy already has everything that we need yeah. at our disposal because of his grace, because of his love. Yeah. It's our faith, our trust in a loving Diddy that says, I know it's there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like our kids. They come in the house, they go to the fridge because they know yeah. there's drink there, or there's food there. They know that, you know, we're graceful enough as parents to provide it for them. Yes. By faith in the goodness of their parents, their earthly parents, they just go get it. Yeah. We've got to look at our our heavenly ditty the same way with that that mind of a child and say, you know what? Yeah. Diddy's graceful. I know he's already <laughs> provided everything I need. By faith, I'm going to go get it. Yeah. And we had, um, you know, the word says this. The word says that we are to, uh, in, that we will inherit the kingdom of God with faith as a child, yeah. a childlike faith. So in other words, when we will put on childlikeness yeah. and we will, by faith, grab a hold of the grace that he's already made available then we will have it. So we just got back recently from a trip, and uh, our son is three. He just turned three, and he loves vehicles. So one <laughs> of the things that happened was he uh, he saw a boat out on the water, and it was a decent-sized boat, and uh, he saw it like three or four times. He was like, that's the biggest boat in the world, you know. <laughs> and, and then the next one came by. He goes, that's the biggest boat in the world. It was awesome. And, uh, you know, we were laughing at him and everything. <laughs> he was like, I want a boat like that. I said, well, you can have it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to uh, quench that childlike yeah. faith. That's very important that we don't do that. Yeah. And, and, you know, so he goes, I can have a boat like that? I said, yes, you can. And he said, I saw him think for just a little bit, and he said, da Daddy, will you buy it for me? Can you buy it for me? <laughs> and I went, um... Not right now. <laughs> he, he, I said, but if you go, if you ask the Lord, he will show you and you can buy that boat. You know, I'm showing them because I don't have a leading right now to do that, to do that and go buy him a boat. Uh, but, and he doesn't understand that, but right. that could be something, that could be a dream that God is putting in his heart for some reason. Right. And I told him, I said, you pray about it, and you pray that God will show you, and you can buy that boat. He said, I can buy it? And I said, yes, you can. And he said, he said, and it'll be the biggest toy I ever had. <laughs> and uh, I was like, it might not be a toy, but it'll be, it'll be something. And it was just a great moment. Yeah. But then I told him to pray about it. And I said, you pray and ask the Lord. He said, I'm thinking that the Lord's telling you to buy me that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, we have some stuff to talk about, son, but I like your faith. Amen. <laughs> and it was really a great moment. And, uh, but here's the thing. I think we've been talking a whole lot in the church about uh, what is normal to God. And, you know, the truth of the matter is in that conversation, there was probably more normal with what he was talking to me about right. than what I said to him. 
in God's yeah. eyes because God is a big, big God. And we tend to limit him in our adult thinking when we yeah. need to um, be thinking bigger and be thinking more of God's normal. God who, you know, commands and measured off the heavens. He commands all of the universe and he measured off the heavens with the span of his hand. He is a big God and what we think is big is not big to him and we just need to put on some of that childlike faith and let him expand our thinking um, this is a part of the gift of grace mm -hmm. we need grace to we need to make room for grace in our head to show us the things that God actually has planned for us because when we can allow God to think through us and then we will partner with God to receive that grace. God can do some stuff in us that's just absolutely amazing oh, to yeah. most people. So. We we limit God and his resources and his yes. provision in so many ways. Yes. You know, sitting here and you're you know, you're talking about Luke and his childlike faith and you know, just sitting here thinking we limit our kids so much. Kids will just I don't want to say blindly, but kids will just faithfully believe, yes. well, God's big. God made me. He made the world. God can do anything. That's right. I mean, God should be their first and only superhero, you know? Everything else should pale in comparison to yeah. God. And we should allow their faith to just blow up. Yes. But so many times... We restrict them. An adult will talk a child out of yes. faith almost every time. You know, cause how many parents, you know, if they said, you know, a child says, I want that boat. Well, now, you don't need that boat. Yeah. That's not what you need, you know, or they'll dismiss it. But we've got right. to help them to realize, you know what, this could be a call that God is putting within your heart now. Or maybe one day you still want that boat. God wants you to have the yes. desires of your heart. Why squash it now? Yes. You keep dreaming because if yes. God wants it to be, then God will help you to achieve that one day. So yes. we need to stop limiting what God's grace can do within our kids. That's right. You know, how many kids will hear the story of Jesus walking on water and say, I want to walk on water. And we're like, oh, my God, no, you can't do that. That You're not Jesus. You weren't made for that. And, you know, as, you know, as moms, we... We go into panic mode or whatever. Oh, you're going to drown, yeah. you know. It's like, stop jumping on the couch. You're going to break your neck or something. And we limit them. Yes. If your kid wants to walk on water, let them try to walk on water. Yeah. And I know to 99.9% .9 of everyone that just heard that, they're going, well, that's just ridiculous. Well, you just hit a choke point. Exactly. Yeah. You just hit But a Jesus choke point. says, the things that I do, you shall do in greater. Yeah. It's his grace that makes us able to do what Jesus said. Are you calling yes. Jesus a liar? You right. know, I mean, that's a, right. that's a point to think about. Because I had to get that. I had to stretch my faith. There's still things I'm working on now. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. I was telling you the other day, a church wanted, you know, $20,000 to do something, and, and it hit a choke point for me. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of money for this item. Well, what if God told them to do that's that right. item and make it that big? God's yeah. grace is their provision. By faith, we just have to reach out and take it. If we can dream it, yeah. God can do it, and then some. Yeah. Well, what if in that item, what if in that one item uh, that that church spent that money on, 
one person comes to the Lord because right. of that event. Is one person not worth that $20,000? Absolutely. So you have to go back and you have to ask yourself, wait a minute, wait, who's putting the limits on here? Because yeah. most time when the limits are being put on, it is not God. And it's like the boat situation with Luke. Um, you know, I felt it as soon as he said, can I have that boat? I mean, I f instantly logic and reason come to play and go, what if he actually asked you for that boat? Um, how is that going to happen? How is that going to come to pass? Yeah. Uh, how are you going to come up with the money for that? You know, we're probably talking about, you know, um, probably two or three hundred thousand dollars for that particular boat he was talking about, and how are you going to come up with that? It's not my job to that's come right. up with that. That's if God puts that dream, He will provide for that's that right. dream. And my job is not to be a logic and reason a person that lives by the logic of my mind and not by the spirit. Yes. You know that logic and reason. I have to watch that because there's some ties to that logic and reason that goes all the way back to the garden that says, "Hey, look, this is. Let me think my way out of this. Yeah. Let me think like God in that sense. Let me know the things. Let me be like God. Right. That's where logic and reason is tied to. And you have to watch that. Our job with God is simply one thing: have faith in Him. Simply believe. And without faith. It's impossible to please him in Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. And you know, one of the things that you you know, wrote is it's not what we do that enables God to move; it's what Christ did for us that enables us to walk in His power. Yeah. And the verse that we had written down was First uh, John four verse nineteen. Yeah. We love because. He first loved us. So here's one of the interesting things is what a lot of people don't see is they don't see that their faith is them loving on God. Yep. Well, wait a minute. My faith is getting things for me. Um, your faith is allowing you to be an ambassador on this earth. If you're getting something, it should be only because God commanded it in the first place. If you're focused, see, that's where your focus is wrong. You're thinking faith is for you. Faith pleases God. That's right. Faith allows you to complete a mission here on the earth. Your focus has been more on you and not on the mission. And once you start to understand the mission, then all of a sudden God's mission becomes very clear. And in that point, our job is to match that grace with faith from our side, partner with God in that way, and cause those things to manifest on this earth. Then we can complete the mission. It's like the boat thing in Luke. It, you know, is just this. How do we know that God ha doesn't have a plan for him to be the best ambassador he can ever be with that boat? And if I quench that dream right now, if it's not God, then God's going to show that to That's him right. as he grows up. He is always but if, us. Yeah, but if I uh, grate on his hope, all of a sudden he'll go down the road. He may never fulfill what God's mm -hmm. asked him to do and really wanted him to do. So what do I do? If I see a dream, I see something, I teach him how to use wisdom. And the best wisdom that we can have is that we will hear from God and be obedient. And we will love on him in that yeah. way. That means that we take the grace that he's made available and then we apply faith. Grace makes it. Faith 
takes it. And take is not a bad thing when God's told you to take it. That's a huge deal. Yeah. So we're wrapping up for today. But here's, here's the thing. In uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says this. It says that uh, if you believe on God in your heart and you confess Jesus as Lord, you will be born again. This is a grace that Jesus has made available to you. This is a grace that's sitting there right now. Today, will you partner with what God has already made so very clear? Will you partner with God and act on your faith, play your part in the partnership and say, I want to grab a hold of the grace that God has made available. I want to grab a hold of that grace that Jesus uh, gave to me when he died for me and he rose again. Right now, I just ask you, pray this with me. Just say, Father, I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior today. I believe that he died for me, that he rose again, and when he came back to life, he brought me back to life with him. And Father, we just praise you for that. We thank you for that. Lord, by faith, we reach out and we grab a hold of the grace that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so very much for joining with us today. Thank you for being with us. You can always go and watch more on this episode as they come out at connectionshow.org. Send us a message, and thank you again for being with us. You want to say anything? Bye. (laughs) Thanks for connecting with us. Thank you so very much. Have a great day. We love you. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.